buildings got bought out by separate like shipping oh, companies. Shit. So like I drove through there and all the parking spots, like everything that was like in the middle. Yeah, the big parking lot. Trucks. It's just trucks. Yeah, it's just like eighteen wheelers and shit just parked. Damn, then, like, that means we spent yeah, a year of our life in a, a warehouse. truck stop. Just want you to know. I know. That. Yeah, <laughs> we spent the entire year of our life in truck stops. All right, the I'm spot, gonna start this. I'm gonna start. The lunch before. spot's the same though. The lunch spot's the same. The lunch spot's the same. Oh, the lunch. We'll get to the lunch spot. Uh, this I, is everybody who's tuning in. Me and Jamal are drunkenly talking about shit. Um, this yeah. is something different for the channel that we're gonna call this clutch kick. This is like the Rev Match Formula Drift Companion. Uh, obviously, we're late to the game. There are four rounds in by the time we're starting this. So this first episode... So we had this kinda, ideal a while ago, but... We did have... The, we just haven't executed kinda, it. Just yeah, because yeah. We're both... I have... Yeah, we have shit going on, right? People have things yeah, going it's on. Been a weird year. It's been a it's weird been, year. This was the last thing that was on my mind, truthfully. It was like... First, that's fair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I mean, dude, we'll get to the how, like, we'll get to all the notes that I have written down right here that have accumulated, not exaggerating, in the last 18 hours. <laughs> so I've watched, I've watched four rounds of drifting in 18 hours. Um, it was a lot. Oh, dude. I at least let it go like two. I've been catching up over like the. I'm a chronic one. procrastinator. Like, it's bad. So, yeah. So we're going to do this as a, just a, like a, like a Joe Rogan fight companion, but from Formula Drift, something. Uh, the sport, and something I noticed today watching this, is that the sport that I remember us growing up to go watch was real party vibe. Everything was fucking, like, everybody drove like Chelsea Denofa. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. sport drove like that. And it was just a fucking wild-ass thing. And it's watching the sport now. Makes you a little from, sad. Well, it's like, I've... I, I remember watching the very first season of Formula Drift on G4 TV on cable, which doesn't even exist anymore. Ooh. Yeah, and Ooh. it was um, Gucci and Vaughn were in factory-backed, S, uh, not SN95, S297 Mustangs, the yeah. Falcon ones. and then Oh, and Gucci was in the Cobra. Gucci was in the that. Cobra. Yeah, he, um, he brought the Sam, Cobra out to El Toro. That's right. Uh, Sam Hubinet was in a fucking Viper. No, he was in a Charger. He was in a Charger. The Charger, yeah, the big four-door Charger. That dude drove the dumbest shit. And Reese Millen was in a GTO. He was in that yellow fucking GTO. I forgot he had that GTO. Because he had the GTO and the Solstice. Quick question. This has been on my mind for a couple of days. Reese Millen, best car he was in. And I'm gonna have to bring up right? a photo of this so everybody can see it afterwards. Um, that's he had a fire loadout. Like that dude always had some fucking fire loadout. Like he had the GTO, which was like, it was just cool because it was like a random car that half people had forgotten about until like and now. It was a V8. Everybody, yeah, it was a V8. It was a six-two V8 manual car you could get in America, right? Which was tight, other than right. a Mustang, because there wasn't a, there wasn't even a Marrow out at that time, bro. Think about that shit for a second. Wait, what's the when fifth did the Camaro Mar- came out because what's the name? I don't Berger. think there was. Berger used to drive the Camaro. I think that was the second season though. Conrad Gunro. Gru- yeah. God, I fucking his name up. Yeah. It's okay. It's he never drove well enough to remember, so it's okay. No, he no. He was he he killed he it like one season. Yeah, he had one he season did. where I was like, okay, he figured it out, and then they let him go. 
you know, it was crazy to me that I didn't realize is that Dai's only won one championship. I always thought he'd won like multiple championships, and I found out today when they were showing yeah, this, this championship standings, and I was like, Chris Forsberg yeah. hasn't won in like a minute. Vaughn hasn't won yeah. in a minute. Like, you know, yeah. I think Vaughn might win this year. I think, well, considering he's got two under his belt, I think spoilers. Vaughn <clears throat> getting junior SD wins under his belt in four rounds. Right, the la- like he, he won. Round three and four back to back. Round three and four back to back. Hey, guess what? We just finished the little podcast. Don't bother listening. Peace out. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's a lot of crazy shit that actually happens in these first four. Yeah, I mean, we can get into that, but I've just, as I was looking at it today and I was looking at the standings and who's won what and what events are left, I was like, the events that are left are Vaughn's kind of tracks. Like, he always does very well at Irwindale. And Texas, Texas is big and fast too, and he likes that. So that's a might that's pull a, that out. Yeah, this is, that's a, that's actually a good segue into like what one of my first points about just watching top thirty two in St. Louis. So round one. So the way that they've been running is if you if you're like us and haven't been watching the season all year and are going to pick it up now, um, because of COVID, everything is a doubleheader. So um, there's friday pro two a lot of the times and then sometimes they get to practice for like five hours they don't get all day practice they get like a five hour practice depending on the on right the way that... you know they're there all week i really I, I can't stand that whole like oh we they only get to practice no they've been there all week like media yeah. days like wednesday or that's something. true and they do show, a lot up. Of the anytime, show up like yeah. monday or tuesday yeah and, and <laughs> anytime anytime you even have an opportunity because like i get it especially in a situation like this so it's like we're going to be there anyway. We'd rather be there early and set up. And if there's at any point we can get out for like two laps do just it. to see what the fuck is going on, like we're going to do it. Oh, media wants me to do a demo. Fuck yeah. Let's roll. Like it's going to time. Yeah. Because yeah. right? it had been almost a year, right? Since they had run last. So there was a big, big gap in, in the seasons. And a lot of these guys didn't get to drift unless, I mean, they were all doing like, Bunch of these dudes were like doing like small drift events, programs. Yeah, like, literal was out there time. in the S4 team, like doing a bunch of shit and like, yeah, just trying to yeah. drive, right? Ryan and, um, Turk was out there driving all the time. Yeah, I firmly believe dudes, he took. I think I, that's what they were just doing. Yeah, I firmly believe he took that Hoonigan drag racing episode just to like <laughs> get a little more seat time in the car. Oh, definitely. Yeah, didn't, didn't think he was gonna win. Yeah, I know. Anyway, um. But yeah, so that that's kind of the, that's so that's the setup, right? That's what we're running into. So every every event is a back to back. They've done two events, but four rounds technically, right? And at this point, Vaughn is in first. I can bring up the standings no. here now. No, 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 Vaughn's in third. Ryan Turek, I think, is in first. You're full of shit. No, bro, he's podiumed at like three or four events. I know Here's he's. Oh, notes. you're right. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah Ryan Vaughn's second. First. And Osbo's in third. Holy yeah, shit. JTP's in fourth. Yeah. He's been placing really well. Yeah, but he hasn't been driving well. He hasn't been driving well. Um, neither has Ken Gucci, but he was injured. We'll get into all this stuff. We'll get into I mean, yeah. there's the guys that you didn't expect. To That's the funniest come. thing. Like, you would never expect to hear that. And, like, Drifting, it's like, yeah, Kingu should should be doing better, but you know he got hurt. It's like, yeah, basketball. I want to point out that Adam LZ is. Let me see this right here. Adam LZ is tenth, I think. 
Not thirty points. Yeah, he's thirty points ahead of Ryan. Of who? Ryan Literal. Literal's a solid driver, though. That's the thing. Literal's a very solid driver, and I, I think, I think his issue, along with like some other drivers, is that he's better in a different car than what he's. What Ryan he's driving. Was, yeah, if Ryan Literal was able to compete in his fourteen instead of the Z, I think like be doing a lot better than he is right now. He's so he's, comfortable in that car. Ken Gushi too. Ken Gushi and Dai Yoshihara are S chassis drivers. You put them in S chassis and they do amazing. Dai Yoshihara is Dai Yoshihara in championship in an S chassis. Yeah, and that's true. Looked like the year he won, he had like one of those Daigo Saito, James Dean kind of seasons where it was like from Long Beach. You were like, nah, like nobody's gonna. Like he's gonna have to lose. Like and that car was sick, dude. That that was like such God, a that car was great <laughs> for an S thirteen that, that it played out to as fuck. Like and it was like yeah. it was like it's a rocket bunny S thirteen. It's like cool. Like nah, that car had like. So I'm just gonna bring it up. Um, yeah, that car had. That was that was a beautiful car. Good. It was something about that car that was really nice. That was the discount tire one, right? Yeah, the red discount tire car. V8 in it. Oh, fuck, I forgot all about Bro, look at how crispy oh, this motherfucker is, God, dude. Right? And this was one of the first, like, faster V8 S13s. Yeah. Like, this was, this was, like, when this, like, this was kind of the car that lit that fire in, I mean, people were running LS swaps, like, at concurrently, obviously, but, like, this was, like, the first one where it was, like, oh, this is, like, the sauce that I need to be using right now, you know? And this this yeah. kind of, like, it transitioned into the really kind of boring years of fucking FD, where it was, like, everybody was in a V8 swap something, right? Like, everybody was just pushing Yeah, for, like, everybody's, everybody's seasons, car. Right? Yeah, it was maybe two or three seasons where it was, like... Every, like that's when I mean, every everybody and everything. There was G thirty fives with V eight superchargers. Do you remember that year that we came? We went to we went to fucking Long Beach, and there was that team from Japan, and they all had soup like blower swap V eight fucking like it was like an SC four hundred and like a G thirty five and like an right. S fifteen. Yeah, all of exactly. Them. Yeah, but and that was everybody. That you saw RX sevens. They, people were pulling oh, the Dorito out and putting right. V8s in. That was when that whole fucking thing started, dude. That's like yeah, it was just like V8 the world. But then you get guys like Forrest Wang who just are like, nah, nah, put a two J. Nah. I'll get back to Forrest Wang because I think I think it's an unfortunate state of the sport that a guy like Forrest Wang with all that talent and style can't be competitive because of the yeah. way that the rules are written and the way that it it's. Yeah. Formula Drift has become like boxing in the sense that like Floyd Mayweather is the most boring person on the planet to watch. But he is an amazing boxer. He plays by the rules of the sport and he gets to where he, he wins that way, right? And that's like kind of how drifting is getting. Like the guy that's the least entertaining to watch is probably gonna win. Chris Forsberg. Your your folks, folks. He's he's let's let's like no, let's no, deal no. with let's, let's dive into it. Let's dive into it. So, I'll put, so no 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 definitely not because Chris is a great driver. Um, I I see what you're saying. I think it's to me it just seems like the rules are so 
almost like not in in cement so the judges get to like pick how they enforce it for each like round i had some calls that i agreed there was like an od call that i didn't agree with and like there was some shit where it's like it was real. it was i don't know and maybe it's just like the technology the sport has now but it used to be so fucking cut and dry like when there was like contact it was like the dude hit the other dude wrong that was it right <laughs> and now it's like hold up Let's see if he was breaking. And I'm like... And see, I think that, like... I, I, that's not a bad change. Like, that's not a bad change. It just changes the feeling of the sport. Yeah, because now you're telling... You're telling me as the lead driver... Uh, okay, so this is... The, I guess this does segue into the whole forest wank. Once you start giving me acceleration and decel zones and all this kind of stuff... Now you, you're kind of telling me as a lead driver, like, this is how you're supposed to drive. So yes. you're kind of mapping out, yes. like, my style for there me. There is no like, – and when you think about it – Back in the day, you had to know, like, as a chase driver, back in the day, dudes like Kuma Kubo and Reese Millen, they yeah. didn't care. If you were slow, I'm on your ass. If yeah. you're fast, I'm on your ass. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. Just, like, now yeah. dudes like dudes can't chase certain cars. It's like, oh, well, he hit the brakes. You got a brake pedal, too. Yeah, try to keep like, it, and I think that that's a that's a that is a good point. Like a guy like Forrest Wang who throws a fuckload of angle into shit, and he's gonna break later to do shit like that. He's gonna break harder to do that shit. He's gonna break. But you know that's coming, so throw yeah. some angle at him and keep going. Like it's your you know, job as the chase driver to follow this guy. Yeah, but be, you know, but they've they've dug into this, and I don't know if it's more like when like the FIA took notice or whatever, because the FIA loves to write rules for shit, but like. So, you know, there, there was always the idea of, like, the 100-point run, right? Like, it's a 100-point run. But in a lot of other sports, you can get, a, like, a numerical value for the quality of your performance. But there's no strict criteria as to when and where you... So it's like, imagine a skateboard competition where you get a 1 through 10, right? But they don't tell you what tricks you have to perform. They tell you how good of a job you did, right? That's right. the way it used to be. Yeah, now, you, yeah. there is a picture-perfect run. Like, you should come here, you should go there, you should initiate this way, it should look that way, you should come back this way, and then exit this way, and that's a 100-point run, right? And you're trying to meet that. Well, then nobody gets to have any fucking style anymore. Exactly. You know, and it, like, I, you I get... Kill, you're, you're almost killing what, like, made this sport special, and, was, and like, the, is, the style of every driver. And that's what, like... Like, for me, I just want to go side with homies and have fun. Like, I don't fucking want to compete against anybody. I don't want to win anything. I just want to go... I mean, I would hand. if it was more fun. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, when you consider how, like, Pro 2 is now, where it's, like, just baby Pro 1, you know what I mean? It's like, you got to have a 700 horsepower car to be competitive, and then guess what? You can't afford to compete at the next level. So it's like, you're just, like, stuck in this race. You know, you're driving the same dudes all the time. Right, and then they don't, like, they don't even push pro two well enough that like anybody watches it so it's like you don't we'll know pick who's in up. pro two yeah i mean there's not even there there's not like, even unless a you're ryan literal and you're pushing yourself to where like you're already popular before you get to pro one it's like do you remember when drift events had top 64 yeah <laughs> when when like people back in the showed up from everywhere because you could roll up with a car you built in your garage and be competitive yeah, you had you just. I mean, drift and pull up in an El Camino with a welding wrench many, as an e brake. Do you remember how many times that dude pissed off Reese Millen? That shit was so funny. He would get on camera and be like, "He's just so slow." Yeah, 
Meanwhile, Reese Millen's in a 600 horsepower full cage fucking GTO. Right. This dude's in an El Camino with like not and like none of the things that you would throw at an El Camino now to try and make it go sideways. He just like I put no, some oil over QA1, it. Right, yeah, oil over over just Another. slammed him. Goddamn power glide transmission in that motherfucker, and he's just going for it, right? Like, it doesn't matter. And now it totally matters. They're full on fucking race cars. And this is what's right. one of the main reasons why I was super cool with doing this <clears throat> with you on this this channel was the whole point of this channel is to be like a regular guy's automotive enthusiast channels where like the car's not going to be worth $100,000 when I'm done with it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And right. drifting is the prime example of how de- like quick that divide can grow between how some people play and how other people play and how hard it is to cross like once you get to that point right so yeah. it used to be not even 20 years ago right it was just random dudes who built cars themselves had just as enough a chance of winning as these you know factory back teams which granted didn't have a lot of money because nobody really yeah. knew like the suspension technology wasn't so Michael Essa. Yeah. The year he won his Perfect championship. Devil. He was a privateer. Privateer. <clears throat> yeah, just came in, fucking built a car. And it was a Z3, wasn't it? Was it? Uh, was it the Z3? Z4. It was a Z4. What did he, yeah, he had a Z4. Did he have a Z? What did he win in? I thought that was like an E. It may have been Michael Essa. It was an E36. E46. What do you want? Not, he's in an E46 right now. Oh, okay. Uh, let me see what he... I could have sworn he was in a... I know he was in a Z4. I don't remember if he did well in that car or not. I remember him doing well. It may not have been... Yeah, I think it was... I think it was this one when they put... When they put the uh, the wing on it and shit. This whole fucking... Yeah. I think this yeah. was the one that he wanted. And then he went to the 46 after that. I could be completely fucking wrong on that, dude. Like, I'm, it was so long ago. I could be completely off-based. So right, but to your point is yeah, like not that long ago you could build your own car um, if you had enough money to like get to and show up at, at events. Like that was good. Were, that was fine. You're good. Yeah, you're good to go. And now you're, you know, unless you're honestly, unless you're a fucking fabricator with a guy with a, somebody you know how to do engines or vice versa, like to compete in Pro Two, like that's a pretty tall mountain to climb those cars are serious fucking rigs anymore you know what i mean they're like what pro cars would have been season two of fd right yeah so i mean even dude like fucking you know i mean obviously they're operating at a different power level we look at like danger dan's s14 that he put together on the hoonigan channel which is like oh it's just a simple 1j build it's fucking 600 wheel horsepower <laughs> right. so simple it's like the simple seat i time simply don't a, have that yeah the simple seat time stallion is a 500 horsepower turbo K-swapped S14 with tubs and a roll cage and the whole fucking, you know what I mean? It's like, it's a right. $50,000 car. What are you talking about? <laughs> the simple seat time. Like, I don't get it, you know? Which, I mean, it's cool. Like, we all, I, I mean, people could say the same thing about me driving an STI with the amount of money that I have in it. And it's a newer STI, right? Like, I could fucking catch the same amount of shit. So it's all good. I get it. The point is, it's just, it's not, like, it's not how the sport was. And I think that's why the you're seeing more and more like grassroots events popping up 
because yeah. people would rather go do that. We're like, oh, I spent 150 bucks, and if I win, like I win 500 bucks, and if I don't win, I got to drive all. I win some wheels, yep. some wheels, or a steering or, wheel, or something. Whatever, yeah, I found somebody who wanted to swap this for that, or whatever. <laughs> I hung out with the homies, drank some beers, and fucking watched a bunch of a gang of drifting. It was a good time. I rode, you yeah. know, right seat with this dude, whatever. Right, it's chill. So, the one thing that I noticed, especially in this, in this first round because they changed the track they didn't change the track they changed the code layout for the second round in outer zone four right is that the way that that track is designed if you're on a chase run and the lead driver does not make the effort to give you more space which only one driver consistently did and it was forsberg right because he mm-hmm. took that real wide sweeping line from you know you have the inside clip to the outside clip type shit right so it's outer yeah. zone three. You're talking about Whatever. St. Louis? Yeah, St. Louis. Or is that inner zone one? That's technically inner zone one where he'd cut across, but he'd swing really, really wide to do it, right? Yeah. If the if the chase driver wants to keep any kind of proximity, they just have to plow through that fucking clipping point. Like That's what everybody did. Yeah, you can't hit the angle <laughs> and hit so it's like you're like But if you have somebody like Odie who somehow managed to never one time do that in two days and stay door to door, which is fucking Odie Bakshi's, right? But it's like you're like always kind of at a deficit in that corner. And if you're a lower powered vehicle, you have to cut it even harder because that motherfucker's whipping through there. Like, dude, Forsberg would hit that as one big corner all the way out to OZ3 to switch back to OZ4, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, she just fucking rip through that thing full on. So if you're, if you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I know. I, I remember watching that and watching just chase driver after chase driver. I mean, even lead drivers just take out like like the front cone. It's a, clip yeah. One. It was crazy, but like, like how you say Odie, Odie was one of the only drivers who consistently like got to where he was supposed to be and went by without taking out the zone. I, he still, to yeah, me, has chase. Yeah, on chase, he yeah. he still to me has like an older style of of chasing. Like I feel like everybody's kind of trying He's to true. adopt that James Dean, Pedior, where they're instead of being wheel to back of fender, front of door, everybody's trying to be like wheel to wheel, bumper to bumper, and it's like you're gonna always come up a little short, especially on front clips if you do that. Yeah, and you you're never going to get to the outside clip. Yeah, you're never going like to get to the like, outside clip. Yeah, so you're kind of just monitoring the, the whole track. Yeah, because I remember watching Denofa, and they were like giving him all the cred in his later battle where he was like riding the quarter, and I noticed that too. I have that written down. Like dudes are chasing bumpers instead of quarters, right? Yeah, and it's like you're chasing, and you would see which like the younger guys consistently go after the front end of the car, and it's yeah. like. You have to know when to pick what part of the car you're mirroring, right? Like, if you're coming into a shallow inner clip, like, dude, I can't be here. Like, I can't be wheel to wheel exactly. up front with you. Like, because I can't rotate that far. Like, most car, 90% of cars aren't going to be set up to where they can carry speed and rotate in that fucking crazy manner into a point where you have to be pedal to the metal to swing basically straight, like, 300 yards. And then yards. you're not even... And then when you transition from that close and that angle, if you got to switch back and go the opposite direction, 
you damn near got to come to a stop because be able to get so a gap. Deep, yeah. Yeah. You're so deep in that when he transitions back, he's going to tap the front of your car. So it's like, all right, I got to come. And that's why you see a whole lot of surging back and forth. And in, in that, the that outer zone three right too. there. Yeah. Well, yeah. And the other thing that I've noticed too, is that um, there's a lot of surging and not a lot of commitment. People will surge up and then immediately back off because they feel like they're going to hit them. And it's like you're not like you're hitting it to get there, but you don't know when to pull off. Like you don't know when to ease into front brake to kind of just let it do its thing a little yeah, bit. Yeah, nobody I mean? like, nobody uses the brake pedal anymore. It's all yeah, it's all right foot steer and fucking handbrake. You know what I mean? it's yeah, like, it's the horsepower then, curse. And then you look at dudes like I think Formula D shouldn't have that much horsepower, man. I'm sorry. I think we need to go back to the days of six, seven hundred horsepower. We look at guys like Matt Matt Field, who was his own worst enemy, has been his own Mm -hmm. worst enemy this entire season, and he's done it overcooking shit in a seven hundred horsepower. I think his team realized he was overcooking shit last year too. Yeah, and like it was like maybe we should doubt because I mean, and and they were like, okay, well. Odie's doing just as good, if not better, than Matt Field in most of these events, and Odie refuses to go over like eight hundred horsepower. Yeah, no, he's a, oh, you're right. He's he's still at eight hundred, right? He hasn't he's, hit that yeah. yet. Yeah, no, no. I mean, the year like the first two years when he came out, or like right when he hit Falcon, and like you just could not shake Odie. Like he was always just like teal and blue glue on your door. He was seven hundred and twenty something horsepower. Yeah, he's still running an LS seven with a Vortec on it, isn't he? Or like a Pro Charger or some shit. He's got some kind of centrifugal blower on it, like. Yeah, because when he crashed, he. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah that's right. We'll it's a different event. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean it. It's. It's just a thing of like it's gotten a little out of hand, but it's like it also depends on the. Because you look at Osbo this season, I mean, granted he shit the bed one round completely, but yeah, dude, he's got a thousand horsepower Supra, and he drives it like he knows exactly what it's got, when it's got it, and how it's got it. Like some of his, yeah. some of his chase runs are fucking wild, and he's still got that old school, like just the. I feel like a lot of the dudes are just like, it's it's a Mayweather approach, right? Like, I can give up this corner as long as I'm in this corner and this corner and this corner. He fucked up in that corner. And, like, you have dudes like Osborne who's just like, I'm going to try and be in your door the whole time and whatever happens happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really if you go off true. track, I'm going off track. If you're yeah, shallow, I'm shallow too. Like, yeah. I just want to be doing. I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Because you'll, you'll never lose with proximity in the chase room, right? Like, as long as you don't knock the other dude out. If, if I'm fucking next to you, doesn't matter I'm how sloppy it is. I'm next. Right. To you. I'm right and here. You, you couldn't get rid of me, and it's it's good, right? And okay. So I have I have a question for you. Sure. Um, since we're talking about Frederick Osbo, he's in a new car. He's in a Supra. Right. And Ryan Turek, who is currently our points leader, is in his old car. Who do you think is getting the better deal here? That's a somebody think... who's going to somebody who got a a. It's a new car to them, but it's a car that's already been proven. Dialed. <laughs> dialed. dialed. Yeah, it's, it's proven. You know what this yeah. is going to do. So yeah. all they really did was change the seat because Ryan Turek's not as tall as Osbo, so they moved the seat up some and, you know, little thing. Just um, steering angle to make it feel, him feel more comfortable, accurate, that yeah. kind of shit, whatever, yeah. Or Frederick Osbo, who was trying to recreate his magic with the Supra. I mean, Frederick Osbo has been trying to recreate Chucky since he stopped driving Chucky. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. He should be like Rad Dan and just still be driving a March for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Mullet and all. I no, yeah. I know. I I get what you're saying. I think that um, one, it's not like Oswald had a choice. Toyota told him you're driving a super this season. <laughs> We've already paid Papadak as far as this is what you're riding for the season, God. right? And they told Turk the same thing, right? Like. This is fucking. You want to roll Toyota? This is what you're driving, motherfucker. Right. This is the shit, right? Um, I think this season it's better for Turk because the car is so dialed, and because that car was dialed by Papadakis, who's fucking Papadakis, and Frederick Osborne was the pilot. Had off season time in it too. He did have off season time. I would he I would argue he had more off season time in the roller than Osborne did in the. Oh, Super just purely because Osmo lives on the other side of the fucking planet most of the time, right? So, and well, they're um, building this Super from scratch. You know, it wasn't like yeah, it wasn't a refresh. It was a whole new car. I mean, yeah, they had to come up with an engine program, like the whole fucking nine yards, right? So it's like, yeah. oh, we're gonna build this BMW engine. We want to make a thousand horsepower. It's like, fuck, all right, <laughs> and be able to get the shit. We got a dog box swap with Mark V Super. We got a wide body. We got to do suspension. They, 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 near, yeah. they damn near should have just gave in that car to Michael Essa. It's a hot take. That's hurtful, but I I agree. Um, I think it would be hilarious if BMW sponsored Essa and he drove a Z4, the new Z4. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yes. Um, but no, you look at guys like Osbo, and they're still doing old school stick to the door type shit, right? Um, and then you have your super fucking high horsepower guys, right? So Osbo's like the thousand horsepower. There's a couple of dudes hovering, right? Like JTP's nine hundred. Um, there's somebody else that was like 900 horsepower. Oh, Forsberg is a thousand, right? You have you have those dudes, and then yeah. you have. I mean, Denofa has 1100, but like there's a couple other Von guys. Vaughn has 12. Vaughn has 1200, and Dean fucking Dean Carney has 1300 horsepower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Twin turbo V10 Viper, which should which be road race. I mean, I don't understand. He should be roll racing the streets of Houston in that thing. He should be fucking performing the trips in that thing, too. Like, right. 1,300 horsepower Viper? What he are you should doing? Be, he should be in Texas talking that jive, trying to put and, vacuum and watch bets him, on. I know Arclight built it, and I know this is the most power he's had he's ever had. I know this is the highest horsepower that car's ever seen, but it's like, when you watch him drive I think it, it's been around 1,200 for a while now, actually. I, yeah, but the third, like getting that up to, it's like 12 fucking 90 or some stupid shit now so it's like yeah. it's fucking up there um i know aaron kaufman's guys built it right the arc light dudes the old gas monkey, monkey garage dudes built it um or yeah. refreshed it for the season but it doesn't look like he has that car in any kind of control when he drives it it does for like yeah. seconds at a time and then it's just like it's fucking fighting him the whole time right like yeah. it's still a viper it still will rip your head yeah. off the side uh, you get it you look at it sideways right so it's like and yeah and that's what like and it seems like they they just throw more power at it. Throw more power at it. Like, we were 1,100 uh, this season. He kind of got it, but not really. All right, let's let's go to 1,200. Yeah, I don't... Power is not the answer. And then you look... You, you see it, too. You see it coming out of round one, which is kind of the way that... Um, so, like, the Mustang boys did not do well. Very well. In this event. The first round of this round event. Round one? Look, yeah, yeah. yeah. They didn't. Yeah, no. They didn't do great. Um, what no. do we have here? So I have top sixteen. 
Odie one, Turk one, Fours one, right? Osbo won. Yeah. So it's like Yeah, Osbo came in first place. Yeah, Osbo won the whole thing, right? But yeah. there was no there was no Mustangs in the final four. There was no Mustangs. You only had a fucking JTP top eight, right? Right. So and you even had Chelsea say it. You said our cars are not we've outgrown tracks like this. And guys like that fucking have outgrown tracks like that, right? Because yeah. <clears throat> but it's it's funny that like they design the tracks. I think logistically, like they design the tracks for guys like that when you see things like the clipping point at at say, inside the one inside clip and you look at that, if you have the fucking power, you can muscle your way across that whole motherfucker and out to outer zone three and then back. If you right. have power versus if you're guys that are seven hundred horsepower. Like it's a little you gotta be a better driver, right, to navigate that properly. You gotta be a Matt Field where he can kinda get himself through that. And he has a fuckload of Lawrence work. So it's like this weird thing where it's like they're stuck, and then you get to the, n- the next two rounds where it's like, dude, the first, like the first fucking outer zone in Seattle is the most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever seen. It's like, it's like a half mile bank entry, bro. It's- right, and then they want you to just narrow up and just kind of come straight down in a bump to yeah, an outside clip, and then whip it but back together. Right, and there's no wall right here, but don't go outside because that's off track. Right. It's so narrow. And then down the same alley, then whip it back towards a wall for an outside. It's almost like, it's almost like, isn't it an inside after that? It's an inside after that. Yeah. Yeah, no. And this is St. No, um, St. Louis is the same way. St. Louis going going from outer zone three to outer zone four with the one that was fucking everybody the whole first round, right? Because they laid the cones out in the stupidest fucking way ever. Well, whatever. Right. It, it's like me, because you're coming into that bit hot as fuck, and you have to basically not drag your drag the wall because it'll just completely fuck your entry up, right? But you got to get real close to this shit to be able to hit that really narrow arc that they have set up, and that's a really fast without section. killing a lot of speed. And the guy behind you, you like, <laughs> yeah, if you go middle of the road line, like <laughs> right. <laughs> And how many guys got fucked with bad calls and, and saying they locked up and all the shit they're breaking in the zone too late and all the shit because it's like a really small diesel zone going into outer zone four. Um, and it's just like a whole and, and fucking that's, thing. Like that's the stupid part. Like how how are you who is you're not driving? How are you gonna tell me where I should decel? Like. I am boogieing off this bank, bro. Like I need, and then there's a bump coming. I need to slow down. I, I'm, I, I don't know enough about like logistically who designs the tracks and like how they research setting that up and like how that, like I, I would, know, I, I would hope. I don't I think hope, there's a driver involved. I would fucking hope there is dude, or at least some, somebody, right. Something. I don't know. I so, felt a lot better about things when, ten, uh, God, not Tanner Faust. Uh, Tony Angelo was involved. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who did? The, yeah, they don't have any drivers on there now. Um, I don't even know enough about Ryan Sage to know if he's ever drifted. Like, I honestly don't know if he ever has. Ryan's. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, little, I'm, I'm gonna make a little weird comparison. <clears throat> Ryan Sage is like the Dana White of Formula D. 
Fair enough. That totally makes a ton of sense, actually, when you say it. Like, it's not weird at all. It all makes sense. Um, so just going through... Like he's going... just been here. Like, he, he may actually have, like, you know, hidden a vendor to somewhere. Who knows? Uh, right. He's pretty close with some of those dudes, like Jared DeAnda. But... Can we talk about how much Jared DeAnda needs to stop talking? Uh... He seems like... How long have we nice... been saying that? Literally since the first season of Formula Trip. Um, Jared yeah. DeAnda is like the coolest dude that you can only hang out with for like an hour at a time. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like he's not a bad guy. There's nothing wrong with him whatsoever. It's just like I can only take you into And I think he's a good announcer for Formula D. Like he is a great voice for Formula D. It's just he just you says don't too have much. to talk all the time. Like you don't have and, to uh you don't have to feel the dead space. And he makes a yeah, they make a lot of bad jokes. There's a lot of dad jokes. He's just like he's just saying and then every once in a while he lands on something like the Monroe Monster that I actually like a lot. <laughs> he just validated the last eighteen hours of you that I had to listen. Fucking settle it. Um, <laughs> so I had I just have like fucking some notes on the first one, right? Whatever. Um in top thirty two, there was an Rome Chamblet or whatever. I can't remember. Yeah. Okay, in the when the season started, really clean E36, it went very rapidly turned into the most beat up E36 for the trip. But he, but he is driving the piss out of that car. And there was a call where I, there was contact. Watching these events, loving this guy, like, oh yeah. yeah, that's somebody coming out of Pro Two who really wants to like fucking be here. That's what I'm talking about. There was there was a call in um, there was a call in top 32 when he went against Odie. And I think it was his first collision. Mm-hmm. And it was just this really weird thing coming into OC for Outer Zone 4, my bad. And um, let me just see if I can find it. We're going to try and we're just going to see 2020 OD versus Rome. Are we just going to run it? We're just going to run it, dude. All right. So. <laughs> I think this is a run. Odie's and yeah, he's ass. driving the fucking dick out of that thing, dude. <laughs> that. Oh, right. That's Odie's fault. Not according to Formula Drift judges, it's not. I know, but as as a like as a That's drifter, totally Odie's fault. Like, totally yeah, Odie's. The minute I saw that, I was like, that's Odie's fault. And he's dude, just gonna Grange, be we're at Apple Valley. <laughs> You're at, like, any, any grassroots track, and that happens. You fucking hit like, me, hey, it's bro. your fault, fuck you. Hey, bro, <laughs> like, why are you so close? Yeah. Like, hit, no, hit your brakes. It's... And this is where I'm saying, like, the technology in the sport is good and bad. Like, they're, like, now, like, officially smart, dumb motherfuckers, where they used to be dumb, smart <laughs> motherfuckers, you know what I mean? Right. Like... They're too smart for their own good. They're making exactly. dumbass rules. Yeah, and it's like I watched that, and I watched the replay, and I watched all fifteen fucking angles, and I'm like, dude, OD dug too deep. He tried to be super aggressive and overcooked it a little bit. Yeah. This dude then happened to have to adjust because of this shitty cone layout that you had to adjust for the second day because you put the cones off the track instead of on the line. You wanted people to imagine there was a wall. Which was so. It. So dumb. Oh god. <laughs> so you're telling I me that I was watching it. I was like, why is it why is that who 
the funniest thing was is like they were like, well, there's a line that we painted, and I'm like, dude, if I'm this who way, who can see at, that while you're driving? At six, if I'm sixty miles an hour, th- probably seventy at that point, swinging this way to look that way. Right? I'm not looking at some I don't painted line on the ground. I can't see that's probably that. been I'm, ran I'm, over a hundred times by now and has like black marks all back. Come on, never mind. Was, never mind the fact that so when, you sit in a, when you sit in a race car, you're bolted to the floor. You can't see <laughs> shit over the, the car. You can't see anything. You that's all right. You know, Dude, when I'm in when I'm in the black car, this is it. Like this is all you yeah. see. When I drive, that was how it was. I mean, the 240. I mean, it's a 240. Yeah. They always get bolted to the ground, right? But yeah, I just, I don't know if I sh- sent you a picture of how the, uh, how the. You sent me a picture uh, of the seat saying I was lucky. Cause, yeah, because you said I'm lucky because I'm the only other person pulling up to drive that motherfucker. <laughs> right, because I wasn't paying attention when me and my buddy did it that night. It was late. We were stoned, and we were just like, all right, man, I got to drive home. Like, we got to finish these seat mounts real quick. He was like, all right, sit in it. He just tacked it. And then I just, he went through it. He tacked the other side and we did the other side. And it was like, oh, there's no slide action here. <laughs> yeah, this is where I sit now. This is where I sit now. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about putting a bucket in the SDI and like I'm going back and forth with, do I put like it on sliders or? or... No, nah, just a fucking bucket. bucket. Just a bucket. Put it on sliders. <laughs> Yeah, eventually, eventually, I'm going to get this really expensive pair of Recaros that were the factory STI option in Japan, and they're still heated, but they're way more fucking, way more race buckety. But it's like thirty five hundred bucks for a pair. So we're rocking highlighter yellow NRG joint for a minute first. <laughs> we're going to transition. Those. We're going to do five hundred dollars seats to thirty five hundred seats. Um, oh wow. Uh, watching, watching like the top sixteen. Um, is Jeff Jones running a Pro Two car in Pro One? Because it feels like he's running a Pro Two car in Pro, in Pro One. Like, it just yeah. Like I was noticing that They're the same front thing. Is, I mean, they are They're the they same are. thing, man. That's what I'm I saying. They, they're doing too much. Like Pro Two, Pro Two. There should be a definite difference. Like, listen, I think there should in be Pro an One engine. Just, like, I can't really afford to go to all eight events that's really what pro 2 is saying i can't afford to hit all yeah. eight events i can afford to do four so pro 2. i think there i think it's i think it's all the same until you get to your von gittin jr your chelsea denova programs your papadakis programs until you get to that level right like, yeah there's a pretty and but i mean the thing is is that even in if you look through these events like there's a reason you see the same guys at the top all the time. They have the most money. Racing is a, it's all, how how fast can you afford it, right? That's always yeah. what it is. Yeah. And I think and this is like super fucking blasphemy, but I think that they're going to need to do something about the power creep in Formula E. Because it's going to become a situation where if you don't have a $150,000 race car and somebody paying a race team in this whole nine yards like pro one is going to become a problem where like they already don't have 32 drivers running top 32 there's like three four fucking buy runs yeah. every event, right yeah. and it's because nobody can afford to perform at the top level and unless you're performing like nobody wants to go into a motorsport and like oh I'll be, you know i'll be in the top 16 every week it'll be great whatever like, nobody right wants to, like, i, I don't really win, have to try right? yeah yeah I, just, I go in there to win right as long so as i like, show up yeah 
exactly. Like, so I think that that's like that's a problem. I mean, um, it's good so, for the drivers who are uh, in the position to just show up right now because, like you said, there's, there's a yeah, Michael Leslie, <laughs> but there's like uh, oh boy, the drives a Cadillac. Um, because what I he was like in that guy. Last year. Yeah, Taylor Hall. I fucking like that guy. Dude. Yeah. I like, I like that he's either. like calling out to Nova. I like that car. I like it's a it's a any any time there's a different chassis in Formula Drift, like I welcome it. I'm all it. about it. I'm, I'm all about, about it. it. Right? Like, yeah. um, I'm tired of seeing I don't the even, same. Thing. I got like when it was all fucking FRSs and BRZs. I like fucking couldn't. And even when there's and even when there's too many S chassis in them, like yeah, some of these Japanese S chat like uh, Taguchi. Taguchi's S chassis is the Japanese version of Von Gittin's Mustang. Like they yeah. buck the same, they three wheel the same. And shit. Yeah, yeah, that like, thing's neat. Um, that thing, that thing's pretty dope. Uh, let me see. I'm just gonna bring this shit up. Taguchi. I can't spell. The bear. It is the bear. Oh, this is a great photo. Like, yeah. Come on, dude. How do you not like? Look, he's purging nitrous. That's what right. I fucking love. He rolls up in his S15, like banging a beat on the purge button. <laughs> like rolls right. up to the line in this stupid ass fucking car, and it bucks, and it you know the the rear. You can tell that it it like you know it grips on fucking lean, just like those Mustangs do, right? So he's always pitching, yeah. like especially in round three and four, you see him coming off that bank, and he's just free wheeling it fast as fuck, yeah. like pushing through. Yeah, yeah, especially in his chase runs, he's like. Because he he'd be kicking up. that, yeah. He was he was cool to watch in the sense that he would wait until he would wait until the lead car transition to even think about transitioning. He's like, I'm just gonna but keep he, pushing. Yeah, because he would throw it in super hard. Like he's like, okay, yeah. you transition. Now I'm about to just like come in hot right behind. Yeah, you. and he'd be right on you. Yeah. So if he lost any round on that lead back, he would he would fuck it. So let's just go to round two. So the long and short of it is, or we'll get to round three and four. Long and short of it is, um. And the final four in round one, uh, Forsberg had car trouble. Otto took the win. Um, Odie fucked his chase, and he hard parked. Basically, yeah. just hard parked on his lead run in outer zone four, which was, again, fucking everybody that first night. So uh, Turk took the win there. So essentially, Odie gets... Wait, in round two? Uh, round one. Round one was Osbo, Turk, Os- Odie. Yeah. Oh, okay, I thought you had jumped around two already. No, no, no. Osbo, yeah, Osbo took first place against Fours because Fours had car trouble, right? No, I'm sorry. Osbo and Turk went against it. That's right. Fours went for third place. Oh, he got the buy run. That's why third place. That's why Fours got fourth place in round one. Long and short, it was Osbo won, and you start off with. I mean, Odie had a really good event. I still consider Odie yeah. almost a privateer, and he had a really good event. You know, he has very, I mean, he runs the company that sponsors his car. I don't really think that counts. It's like, <laughs> well, I was going to say, how do, you, how do you consider him a privateer? Because that money's his anyway. Yeah, but he's factory back, uh, he's with Falcon. So that, they're doing everything. He's just dialing in the suspension. You think, do you think that, but do you think they're cutting him, like, do you think they're cutting him and JTP the same kind of checks that they're cutting, like, Hanguji? Uh, I would think him and, because JTP's kind of the same situation. His whole Mustang is White Line Performance, which is his company. Right, exactly. And he built, so, and he built the fucking car himself. That's what I'm saying. Like that's yeah. that's my question. Because I feel like I feel like the Ford and the Toyota guys get the biggest like backing monetarily. 
the Toyota guys being next. Uh, well, yeah, Toyota Ford. Yeah, that's really it, dude. Like, I don't think there's any other. Nissan. Uh, I mean, I. Chris Forsberg. Yeah, but how old is that car? <laughs> 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 they they're gonna get. You think they're gonna give him a four hundred? Um, I think because they just sent the proto to his garage for him to like have Larry Chen take photos of it and stuff. I think mm-hmm. that uh, I think that yes, he will get a four hundred. I fucking hope so. I'm so tired of looking at that car, dude. I'm just yeah. Like and and it, it becomes one of those things where it's like I think it almost lends itself to the whole like Chris Forsberg always wins things because you always see him get the W in the same fucking car. You're in. <laughs> Chris Forsberg gets the W in the same. I don't know what car. it is. Chris Forsberg's cars, like his Z's to me, like going dating all the way back to like the convertible, the orange NOS energy. I forgot convertible, about the convertible. Right? Yeah. Yeah. His car is like something about him, and maybe it's the orange. They're only cool for like half a season or a season, and then afterwards, because Z's like, aren't oh, cool, dude. Change your car. Z's- Z's aren't that cool, dude. Like, I hate to break it to Z boys, but like, they're cool because they're inexpensive, well balanced rear wheel drive coupes, manual coupes, right? It has a big yeah. engine bay. You can put whatever you want to do it. Parts are cheap. You can make them handle really well. I used to like the Rockstar Z. I'm sorry. Tanner Faust's Z was dope. That's because Tanner Faust had a cool style when he drove. That's why. Tanner Faust's Z was cool was because nice. Tanner was. Dude, but Tanner that, Faust but... made a Passat cool. It's all good. It's Tanner Faust made shit cool. <laughs> <laughs> He did yeah. like he made it like guys yeah. really licking up the sauce for a couple of weeks. Dude, he also dude he pushed a V eight powered Scion TC, which is like the dumbest. Fucking, like, oh, that NASCAR truck motor TC, yeah. that thing was the one he ignorant. ran Mulholland did. That thing was ignorant, and that was that was. Didn't Papadakis build that car too? Papadakis built everything. Yeah, it was Rockstar. Yeah, so Papadakis yeah, built it. It was a Rockstar car. Yeah. So. Going to round two, same bad channel, same bad station, still in St. Louis. Uh, they did make that huge adjustment to Outer Zone 4. Five star. What's happening? Thinking UFC stuff. I'm like, Papa Doc is like the tri-star of drifting. He's like, tri-star. Oh, my God. Because uh, in Canada, they had George St. Pierre, and then they had, um, my God, what's the guy's name? I forgot his name. He's in Bellator now. He had a, a war with Robbie. He had two really great fights with Robbie Lawler. But it was just like, yeah. So you had Tanner Faust, and now you have Frederick Cosbo all under the Papa Doc's team. Like, you just yeah, can't get it's, these monsters over here. It's, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous, dude. Um, yeah, you have Frederick Cosbo, you have Ryan Turk. Yeah, now you're like, this... you kind of like bringing Ryan Turk slowly into the fold. Yeah. It's such a funny thing that, well, I'll get back to this this point. But uh, anyway, yeah, top three twos, top three two. All the people that you think are going to make it would make it. Taylor Hall got knocked out, who I was bummed to see. He lost to Travis Reader. Then Travis Reader goes out the next round. Fucking anyway, who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> yeah, you've got, uh, you know, Odie, Die, Vaughn, Turk, Denofa, Fours. They all make it through, right? Just fucking, every, fucking everybody you think is going to make it through makes it through. Um, Toxic Teen. <sighs> Gucci and Briquette, like, he just, Brad Dan just, like, fucking drove through Gucci. <laughs> just, like, drove through him. So that was, like, a pretty, duh. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know I mean? um, 
Yeah, he's just is that the event where is that the one where, was it round one and two that Gushi was on painkillers or was that the third and fourth run? Um This man literally no, admitted that he was on painkillers while he was driving a race car. Yeah. <laughs> he was like he was like I couldn't really focus. <laughs> I mean, so was what's the name? Reese Millen back in the day. He broke his back and still showed up to, to yeah, but he didn't, for the event. He didn't make painkillers a reason when he was doing you know what I'm saying? Like, you just, like... <laughs> but everybody knew. Like, they were like... Yeah, but Gucci narked on himself. Trying to do a backflip last week. And he was like, yeah, some stuff. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so funny. Um, Matfield versus Frederick Osbo is chucking Omanji big brain. <laughs> because... <laughs> He basically got Osbo to give him the run because Osbo tapped him when he went wide to Machi initiation <laughs> into Ozuma. And I was like, is Machi big brain in form of the 2020? Like, I get this motherfucker. You didn't give me enough room off the start, bitch. This is my run. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was funny. And then it was funny. Every run after that, they just did the fuck out of Matthews. Right. Everybody just like gave him a yeah. whole car length to initiate. Like, go ahead. Okay. And the the reason why I think he did it on purpose almost is Oswald was for like was really strong top thirty two that round. He was running real good that day and he was just like, This is way easier if I just get him to fuck up. So I don't know. And the way he talked about it on camera afterwards is like, That's why the rule's written that you have to give me a bumper fucking tail of capital. Like he had his whole He seems like that kind of dude who's like, All right, he really wants to my ass. Here, I'm gonna yeah, like it's all your fault, motherfucker. I'm yeah. gonna win by rules. I'm gonna win by driving. I'm gonna win by all of it. He does seem different this season for sure. And even even DeAnda and Sage were talking. About, he seems a lot hungrier. He seems yeah. like he's he's just in a different fucking all that CrossFit's going to his head or something. Um, Parkour. SN, yeah, SN to Gucci. Asa takes it. Whatever. Um, the one more time between Denofa and Forsberg. The first set of runs were so tight that it was probably the best battle out of either event at that yeah. track. And then to the point where, but it was to the point where I did think Forrest took it on his chase run because Forrest is, dude knows how to chase cars, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they did the OMT and then Denofa took it. Well, because... I, I felt the same way. I, I leaned towards Forrest, but uh, Denofa, like. For his lead run, I think he could have been deeper in some zones. So I think most of the judges probably saw it the same way. It was like, it's so close. And it was like, we could do this one more time. Like, we could see how this, like, if anybody's going to make a mistake or change up strategy or something. Right. Yeah. No, no, I I, uh, I completely agree. It's it's just one of those things. Forsberg is, he's the force for a reason, right? Yeah. Um, Dylan Hughes makes it through. Turk and Gittin go uh, OMT. Turk yeah. gets it because Gittin gets lost and just like initiates 10 feet too soon. And it's just, yeah. he just got lost in Turk smoke, which that little motherfucker makes a gang of smoke. I don't feel like there's a car that sits on its ass like that car does going around that Corolla. Like it's tucking the whole yeah. fucking time he's on that thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is so funny when you look at that and then you look at Dean Kearney who's like jacked up a million feet in the air in the back end when that thing fucking squats. You know what I mean? Like it's just, they're just, it's interesting to watch these setups. Um, and then like again, the regulars, JTP <clears throat> beats um, Jones like to the fucking surprise of no one. 
I don't think anybody was shocked when Jeff Jones couldn't beat JTP. JTP is a fucking animal, but right. um, I like Jeff Jones. I do like Jeff Jones. Jeff Jones is scrappy, Jeff. real dude. He's a fucking yeah, like real the, ass I, I dude. Like, yeah, I like how he drives. Yeah, I, I don't hate how he drives. I think he's got. I think his suspension is too soft at the front end, and I think it fucks with him. Because you watch it, feel like you watch like that front end. They're waiting for him to like take take that leap and like start winning, like breaking it like to the grade eight and stuff like that a lot more. Because the way he drives, like his lead runs are pretty good. He goes for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's just I do think it's a matter of some kind of suspension setup issue because I feel like he can never throw the angle, even though he has the kit. You can see how wide the front end of that car is. He's yeah. got the angle, but he can't hold it. Like he has For to go shallow. Reason. I don't think that front end stable. I think it's too loose. I think it's moving around too much. And it doesn't just kind of hit the top of shit and push. It's kind of like articulating a little bit more than it needs to because you watch him like on off throttle, the front of that motherfucker bucks forward so hard. So maybe it's just too soft on it that does. setup, yeah. right? That would I be that'd that. be jounce, right? So it's too soft on the jounce. And it just bucks in and then it completely now because if your front end's moving that far forward, your ass end's going that far back. So now you just unsettled the rear of the car, right? So yeah. you're losing grip at the back end. You got too much grip in the front end, and you weren't used to having that much grip. So now that means that you tuck too hard, which means what's the first thing you do? You're gonna back it back out. So if you had any angle, you just gave it back up, just to get the car to settle back down and like hit again, right? To where you feel like you can get back in it, because obviously yeah. you don't want to go too long with no smoke, because then you're deceleration and on deceleration, it's a fucking all the problem, right? So I just think it's like it seems like it's just got some. They don't have the suspension dialed on that car, from my very fucking amateur watching YouTube opinion. But like, I think that. I like the car. I think the car's cool. Oh, you're fucking watching YouTube opinion. Yeah. I mean, you know, fucking whatever. Um, but yeah. Uh, so I, anyway, I can't figure it out. I know what you mean. Like, there's something about it because, like, I I love the way he drives. Like, his leads are aggressive. His chases are fucking aggressive. He is his fucking chases, aggressive. It's like something, like you say, something about when he chases, he can't keep the angle and the speed. He just he can't keep up, and he's. I mean, he's. Yeah. He's down on power, but not that down. He's not that right. down against Odie or uh, JTP. JTP's pushing nine. I think he's pushing eight. His car's probably yeah. lighter. So he's not in a terrible position, you know? JTP is also not the fastest motherfucker on the planet. He just has no, a really cool... No, because JTP throws a ton of angle. He, he's, JTP he's a, does a ton of fucking angle. He's a I like Mustang JTP. forest. Yeah. I, uh, I like the fact that he manages to... I mean, it probably attests to why he hasn't won through like since like 2012, but like... I like the fact that he's still at least competitive and still has a style that is JTP. Like you, like the way he flicks yeah. that fucker around. Like that's the way JTP drives. So right? you can see it from a mile away. Um, yeah. And he's got that old school mentality still. That that you know, first five seasons of Formula Drift kind of mentality when it goes to how he approaches running and all that types of shit. Yeah. Um, OD beats Die in top sixteen. I again, I felt like Die didn't commit to the chase like i feel like he'd surge in and he'd back off and he'd lose he'd lose all his fuck you know especially going to like outers on three you would just lose all of his fucking steam you wouldn't want to like stay on it Odie's pretty consistent if you were going to be able to hammer it with one person in front of you Odie bocce's is not a bad person to pick you know he's right. he's going to stay in it he doesn't really do fucky shit um so yeah, i just thought he kind of gave it's almost like chasing Chris Forsberg. He's going to do the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. 
He'll he'll give you every opportunity to shine if you can hang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it, right? Like if you can keep up, like you can make yourself look good because the car is going to be in the exact same place it was ten seconds ago. So, yeah, so that's cool. Um, going into grade eight, Phil beats Gucci. Not really surprising there. Sorry. Um, Essa was down on power of the bonehead gasket. Denofa takes the win. Almost fucked up his chase room for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Denofa, I think, is his own fucking worst enemy sometimes. Like, he just. He's aggressive to a point fault. You know what I mean? It's like just. Yeah. Dial it it was down like, I'm sure somebody in your camp told you that Michael Essa doesn't have power. So, and you're like, I'm gonna fucking run it anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's just like me and my yeah, steering wheel are gonna fucking do it anyway. Three wheel up your ass. Yeah, right. Also, can we talk about how many times Jared DeAnda pointed out that the front of that car is gold? <laughs> it's like every time he talked about Chelsea, you know, he had to bring that right. shit up. Gold, ODB's the JTV gold front end must. Yeah, but gold no. Uh, but it's it's funny that I say that because uh, going to final four, Nofa beats Field. Field cooked it on the chase, pushed out, fucked himself over. Um, Odie literally put it in Ryan Turk's butt. Yeah, Turk had no power steering, but Odie's like the chase queen of St. Louis, apparently. <coughs> so he fucking oh, rolls right. over. Odie Turk's power, and you know what? If Turk didn't have power steering problems, I think he would have won that event. I also think he would have won that event. I, he I was really he was, strong. Yeah, he was on his way to taking that event. That was that was the unfortunate side effect of running doubleheaders. It's yeah. fucking hard on the car, dude. And if you don't know your power steering, if you have no inclination that like your power that steering is going to fuck up, gonna you're not going to check that, right? You're going to check the fluid. You're going to make sure all the fittings look good. And you're going to be like, fuck it, it's golden. Whatever. You don't know you're going to put the fucking power steering pump. Right, did that ever happen? Did that ever happen last year to Osbo? No. And it, wait, is that electric power I'm... steering or is that no, that's still whatever it is? I don't even know what it is. Right, they didn't know right, it was gonna right, fuck up. Right. right, that's all that matters. And it's really it's kind of a thing you don't think to check for like that. Right. Um. So in the finals, you have Field and Turk. Field and Turk one more time. Turk still takes it. Zenofa beats Odie. Zenofa had a great set of driving. I mean, when he's on, he's fucking on, dude. Like, it looks great. There's a ton of smoke. It's aggressive as fuck. That fucking V8. It's loud. It's fucking stupid. It's great, right? Yeah, when he's on, he... You can't really chase him. No, Vaughn's the same. he's super committed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're super committed. When they're on, you you can't chase him. No. No, the Mustang... You gotta be ready to crash. Because he is. You gotta be willing to crash. Yeah, because he's willing to crash. (laughs) Both of them He's are, like, so you got to be willing yeah. to crash, too. Vaughn said if I crash it, he'll give me another one, so we don't go. <laughs> Vaughn's got Mustang stuffed all over the place, dude. Dude, Mustang, he has his own line of Mustangs. He sells those fucking things. He's literally driving his own car. He's driving his own car. Think about how sick that is. Living Vaughn a goddamn you. dream, dude. Right? No, this Mustang, she met. I designed her. They just yeah. make her for me. <laughs> Why'd you make them so country? I don't know, man. I know that he's not. I was thinking a Travis. I was thinking a Taylor Hall. Um, yeah. But no, I, so, I saw an RTR on the freeway today. They're tight. I'm not even mad. I like those things. I, I like I the like fact that you. I, I rarely see them, but when I see them, I'm like, okay, you you know, you know what's up. And the stage three is like a totally dailyable car. 
and still seventy thousand dollars, but like yeah, the seventy grand for a daily drift car probably is stupid okay. way to spend money. Honestly, the longer I think about it, it's the worst amount of money it is. Um, so yeah, we already kind of talked about Seattle a little bit, but I think it like to the first quarter, the first fucking quarter at that track, it's the most overdone thing. Like there's. There's no I reason. I don't there's understand no what reason for it. it's, it's not like so there's a hot. hole over there. It's not like there's a wall back there. It's no it's... reason that you just can't let them come off the bump, keep riding out in that trajectory. Why make them cut it and like come down this little straightaway? What the fuck is the point of this? And that was literally aside from the whole JTP getting debacle in the second round and the fourth round, like that first yeah. section is like every single time somebody went out some tea kettles right there. Because and look, look how bad it's always had problems at uh at at, at Seattle though. Because isn't Seattle don't confuse where it don't confuse it with the wall where there's the giant midfield bump because they both start with the bank. Yeah, no, no, I know, but I'm saying like there's just something about the tracks up there. Because isn't well, Seattle where, where Chris T-Bone Forest? Yeah. Yeah. And also Die crashed really bad there. Yeah. Yeah, and they have something where they like to make them come off of these banks across these bumps and transition really funky. Well, they even do it on other shit. Like, wasn't Vegas? Like, Vegas used to be a giant coming out of that because you were like a cement fucking hallway, right? And you come out of this shit and it's just like fucking K-Rails. The way they used to set that track up, like, the dudes used yeah. to fucking rear end that shit all the time. But yeah, so it's just kind of it's just weird choices considering power level and speeds that we're operating at at this point. Like the way these dudes are like the way these dudes are cooking it out that bank, they're so fucking fast. Like look at when like round two, Vaughn and Chelsea go head to head, right? They both hit the wall independently, not even that deep. Right. into the corner like really pretty closely after initiation and the entire suspension on the driver's side of Chelsea's car is fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the wheels are wobbling all over the place, dude. It's like you were in drift for like 10 whole seconds and yeah. just demolished your... That's how fast that thing is, dude. You know what I mean? So it's it just... Is it cool to watch? Is it sick to watch two fucking cars like hot rod it fast as fuck sideways throwing a fuckload of smoke down the big ass man? Fuck yeah, that's cool. I love that shit. That was like I used I loved watching every second of that. And right, that's hit, the only reason you go. When they hit that last little kick over to be able to hit that angle to hit that second hunter zone and then kick it back into the third one and then around the corner and back to the fourth one. When you hit it, it's like that shit was sick. Fast, yeah. slow, you swung it, everything. Like, because, you know, when you hit that inner zone, they're trying to pick that speed back up. So they're just fucking balls in it, just ripping. And especially when it's the really loud guys like Taguchi or Vaughn or Chelsea or whatever. It's just a cool situation. But, like, that is throwing a situation in a driver's face where there's a high likelihood of him fucking it up really badly. And then, like, seeing how he does, is that, like, really, like, a fair way to judge a competition like this? It's like, well, if you get through this, you can get through anything. You know what I mean? Like, that... Right, right, right. Yeah, like, is that is that cool? Is that what we want? Or wouldn't we rather have a smoother course where you can really see some style and whip some shit around and 
Because I would rather see that. Like I would rather, I'd see, rather see that. I I'd wish backies were applauded. I, think <laughs> <laughs> I wish backies were applauded, dude. How fucking that's what makes me think be? like the, that the guys that that the guys that are involved in Formula D don't drift. go to drift events or something. Yeah, don't drift because yeah. it's like. You were so you out of think touch that's cool? with like the How can grasses. You not think that's cool? hey, like you're not the NBA. Don't be like, hey, you know at the parks they're playing like this. You don't give a fuck about the park, bro. The NBA. It's yeah. like, nah. You and grassroots and 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 Formula D are like they're supposed to be adjacent right, to each other. Yeah, they're right there because that's really all it is. It's like your grassroots, you hit pro am, and then you go pro two, which is technically you're in, you know part time Formula D driver. Yeah, it's true. It's I think it's. The problem is, is that we're watching them try to legitimize a sport, right? They're trying to make a business case for it. And now that, you know, and you have to standardize things to a point to make that possible. The difference is that we, the problem we have is that, like, if you're talking about something like the NBA, right? Are there referees? Are there fouls and shit? Yeah, but the point system is, like, you can, everybody can see and very clearly understand why when he who's standing here and shot it, it's worth two points versus why if he's all the way over there and does it, it's worth three. Right. <laughs> there's like, right. there's a really easy breakdown, but this shit is or in, in a normal racing situation. The guy came in first. That means he won. The guy behind him did not. Right. That's right. it. This is because of the fact that it's judged. You can watch it for years and never really understand why one guy won and another one didn't when they both had pretty clean runs, right? Unless they crashed or like really fucked up, right? You can you can like not really get it. That's it's. But that's not to... that's that's not right. Are you talking about from like just somebody who doesn't know anything about the sport, or like if me and you watched it and be like, I know he well, won back, that going, on Hawaii like... go, No, going back to like the Rome Odie thing, right? Like. I think most people who like like the sport at a grassroots level would be like, dude, Odie fucked up. Like, why are you getting that? You know, but the fact is, like, well, the rules state and blah 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 blah. And and there's another really good example of this, and I'll get to it. I'm just gonna run through the standings at the end because we've been doing this for like an hour and a half already. I don't want to make this be super long. Uh, Long and short of it is that the track was a little fucky. There was some cool battles. Um, Oh yeah, I don't think. Yeah, it ran one day. I don't think that round three was that exciting of a round, if I'm going to be completely honest. Um, it, a lot of solid runs, you know, like, you know, getting and die, getting was all over die's ass in the final four. That was a cool fucking run to watch. Um, Essa murdered the big yeah. bank. I mean, not, I'm sorry, Osbo murdered the big bank against Essa. Just fucking. Yeah, round three was him. a little. Round three was a little. Yeah. Blah. It was a little, but Matt Field was in his own way all weekend, painted in yeah. the same fucking oh, place, God, yeah. right? and just yeah. I love the fact that he drives a quote unquote underpowered car that he built himself, but there's he just like, and he always gets like eighty percent of the way there. Not always, but the runs were like you really think you're really rooting for him, right? You're like, dude, you fucking yeah. got it this time, baby. Like you look great. This is great. yeah. Hooks it at the end, and you're just like, dog. It's like yeah. Nah. Matt Field is no. Matt Field is my Matt Danny Field, Green for this on. season. He's my Danny Green for this season. I had such high hopes for Danny Green going into that <laughs> fucking chat. And then every time he'd pull up and he'd be like, You got this, baby. Fuck you, you suck. That's like yeah, that's my relationship with Danny Green. 
Um, no, uh, no offense to Danny Green or <laughs> right, but I know what you mean. Like, yeah, I want, I yeah, want you to be that. good. It's just like, come on, bro. Like this, like I yeah, want it will. for him. I want it. You'll watch him. him in an event, and he'll he'll beat the people he's supposed to beat, and then it's like, all right, yeah, like now you're going up against like. Vaughn or somebody, you know, somebody's like, right. you should be on this level now. Like, you're ready. You've got the yeah. car. You've been here. Like, this car is sick. I love his four. car. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, we'll say Danny. I still like Matthew. We're not going to call him a Clipper. No, I'm not going to disrespect him like that. That's, no. that would be, that's, yeah. put some respect on his name. Um, and even in like grade eight, uh, the the JR Taguchi, I just like Taguchi. I like his car. I like the way yeah, he drives. I like the way I like, he drives. I like the fact that he knows what the fuck's up. Like when he's mid bank and he's like trying to catch up and he's like, I'm gonna even it out, mash the fuck out of it, crank it back over. And it's like, okay, yeah. you know exactly what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> like, this dude gets it, right? And I'm like, yeah. So like, I like that a lot. I like the I like the way his car's set up. The car's rowdy. It's fucking ridiculous. It's got nitrous. It's yellow. It's got a GTR engine. It's like, fucking bangs yeah. and pops. And like you said, he just drives like a maniac. Right? He does drive. And he's, he come. looks like a 15-year-old high school kid. Yeah. Man does not age whatsoever. And, yeah. No, and he's like, you know, he's super nice. We've got all the Japanese in the sport. Literally every Japanese driver that have ever had an FD US is super, like, respectful, happy to be there. Like, fucking. Right, right. For it. You know what I mean? It, it's just it's one of those things. So it it was cool. Um, long and short of it, Griffin takes it against Osbo. Um, yeah, Griffin. I mean, getting, getting sorry, yeah, Peter Griffin. He reminds me of Peter Griffin. Is where he's like, uh, Are you getting, watching Family Guy on the other TV? No, I'm not. I don't have another TV. It's a monitor. Um, yeah, getting ported on, dude. Getting ported on against Osbo. Yeah, getting had a great round four. Yeah, he he did three. Um, oh, round three still. Yeah, yeah, and we're gonna get to four. And I'll admit it, I'm cutting straight to the end of round four because that's okay. the only part the that kind of matters. Spoiler that right there. Round four yeah. was actually pretty good. Yeah, round four I was pretty round good. Four again yesterday. Round four was really good. Um, so it's getting Osbo Essa, random Michael Essa, whatever. Right. So, um, so that's how round three ends. Going into round four again. Adam LZ in the top 16. Let's talk about Adam LZ real quick. Just real quick. I don't want to stay on this too long. I love his car. I love Adam LZ's car. 2JS routine. It's super (laughs) Japanese. Like the whole, the the delivery is super Japanese. It's a fucking old school drip car. Um, I get that he approached this as like a fucking financially speaking. If I was going to get into like pro one, this is the year. Because I get to go to two events every time I pay to go to one. Right? Yeah. He's also got YouTube money, so right. I mean, he's got a carbon roofed S15. That's his Pro Two core. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking. Right, right. He was he was like batting above the rest of the field in Pro Two, but now he's like seeing like this is just, these fuckers are fast, dude. Like these motherfuckers yeah. are fast as fuck, and like it's just it's not a thing. But I mean, not gonna lie. Being, I, when I saw him, uh, when I saw him in round one, it wasn't wasn't excited i was like oh god no. here it goes like no he should the bet around like, one yeah bought his way in and yeah too much car like he's about to get smacked by the big boys here it comes by round four he's figuring it out 
He's getting there. He's getting there. I like the way he's driving. Yeah, like you said, he definitely shit the bed round one. After that, he's like, he's getting there. He know, just somebody smacked him in the trailer. Like, hey, dude. I mean, he's drive. a good. He's a Get good driver. He's a good That's driver. Saying, right? Somebody was just like, hey, dude, just drive. Just do yeah. your thing. You're fucking thinking this shit too much, or or you're getting freaked out by. Yeah, because you could tell like he was just doing way too much. And he was, was bucking like, the car the a lot. Car? It was make, it was a lot of like micro corrections and shit instead yeah. of just kind of letting it. Him, like his qualifying runs, you'd be like, oh damn, like that car's legit. Like he's he's like getting it. And then yeah, like you'd see him chase people or be in the lead running, doing all kind of wonky shit. And I don't think people understand like when you're pretty fast sideways, like corrections are like a domino effect right like the more little things yeah. you do you're just unsettling the car a little bit more every time you do that because it's already right. fucking sideways right like it's already it's like not right. supposed to go this way so, so you're, you're just, just making little corrections because of things that are like happening either in front of you or right next to you or whatever when you could maybe hammer down to keep your hand on it, just fucking let it eat over it and then fucking figure itself well, I mean yeah. that. I mean, round one was what his first time. Well, he did. He did pro two. Yeah, he did pro two. That was his first pro. But, round. I mean, who, yeah. who was his? Yeah, who was his first battle in round one? <laughs> Fucking Ryan Turk, I think. <laughs> right up his ass. Uh, I have it written down that's, actually. Like that's. Oh, maybe I don't. That, that's the big leagues. Like when you get there, and it's, no matter how good your car is. No, his yeah. first round was fucking Chris Forsberg, dog. So they put him against the most consistent dude in Forbes' team. <laughs> yeah, he can make you look good, or he can make you look like you have no fucking clue what you're doing, and that's exactly right. what he did, Adam Elsie. Um, uh, that kid, Alec Robbins. Um, so yeah, Oof. Matt Field, Matt Field shits his head against JTP. JP was on. This is top sixteen. Turk Robbins. Robbins wins. Um, wait, no. I wrote that wrong. No, Turk wins. You wrote my that bad. wrong. I just circled the wrong one. I did that a couple of times and I crossed my missing one. Yeah, Turk wins because Robbins over fucking cooks it for the fifty-seven thousandth time. He just drives like a young pissed off Chelsea Denofa without the restraint, which I want you to think about how that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> he's crashed like into everybody that he races against. He crashes into him, right? so it's like he's gonna be that dude where he's like, "Oh, here we go." Because when when that happened. I was, uh, <clears throat> I don't think I was like actually watching the TV. I just yeah. had it on in the background. I was listening to something else. And I remember, uh, Jared DeAnda saying, like, the younger generation, he goes, they just got to slow down just a little bit. Just, just a little bit. Know when to pour it on, dude. Know when to put it. And I think a lot of these, these if you're coming out of Pro 2, I think, you know, you look, again, you look at dudes like Kearney, Carney, whatever so pronounce his name, getting Osbo, four digit, mid four digit power numbers. I mean, Dago Sato still had, he had a 1400 horsepower Lexus SC with a 2J in it, which is like, but he could handle it, right? He could use all that power. God. Because he's fucking Dago Sato. That was an amazing, see, that's what I missed. That was an amazing year in drifting. Like when yeah, he cause... just came out of nowhere with that car, and everybody yeah. was like, "He's got how much horsepower? Fourteen hundred, twelve hundred, fourteen hundred? He ain't even gonna be able to handle that." And then Cloud Long Machine just like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. and then he just won like every event. Every, uh, like, 
And that was when that I mean Vaughn had eight hundred and fifty horsepower. Yeah, Vaughn had eight hundred and fifty horsepower then. And he was one of the higher horsepower guys. He was like the horsepower yeah. guy before that. He was like the yeah. guy. Like, and then, why does Vaughn have that, so much horsepower? Yeah. And then that next year it was everybody was batting a thousand. You have to oh. know. It's just it's like it really you don't have to. You you do have like again, Matt Field seven hundred horsepower. I think he could be competitive at seven hundred horsepower. He's just not I hope that's there. what happens. I hope that the field comes back down. Like, like everybody stops chasing more and more power, and people are like, "Okay, look, let's find that happy medium where it's like I can get around this track as fast as possible, and I don't really have to slow down that much." Because with twelve hundred horsepower in some of these tracks, which so like, like uh, Washington, like it's so such it's a, a weird lot. track to have that much power. I think that <clears throat> I think that like the fundamental difference in and i think this goes by like i think this shows in how the two rounds in seattle played out the fundamental difference between that kind of power is that kind of power in the hands of somebody like frederick osbo or von gittin jr who are very calculated drivers is considerably different than the hands of 1100 horsepower in a chelsea denofa who drives with his nutsack right right like so give all of these dudes a 800 horsepower cap and you're still going to have more fun with somebody yeah. who, like an Osbo who can drive anything, anywhere, anytime, or, you know, 700, that's going to make Chelsea braver. Like, his nuts are going to be bigger. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah I can put this <clears throat> into the wall. What I'm saying is that, like, Vaughn uses, Vaughn doesn't use that power for speed, right? He uses it to be able to pull himself out of a situation in which maybe he overcooks the angle or, yeah. Maybe he's not as close as he'd want to be, and he can make a slight throttle adjustment and be able just to like make up that extra five feet, right? And just really sell that chase run or create that gap, create that distance, and sell his lead run or make the smoke, even though they don't really get judged on smoke anymore, which is fucking bullshit. It's more of like a measurement of whether you're on power or off power, which is like the I forgot they used to judge them on smoke. It used to be speed, angle, and smoke, baby. That's it. The <laughs> <laughs> good old days. <laughs> that's it. Oh man, that's that was so stupid. That's amazing. We talk about how much no, because how sideways was he? How fast he going? That he wins. It's like, dude, if I'm running a stickier tire than you, then hey. Yeah, they didn't go. have tire rules. They didn't have tire. There was no tire rules whatsoever. Yeah, um, if I'm running a stickier had to tire be a, than you, I'm gonna yeah. make more smoke than you are. It's yeah. Other than they had to be DOT approved street tires, right? But it's like when you're talking about things like uh, Achilles, and like uh, who's the other one? Nanking. I know a bunch of track guys that run Nanking tires because they're hella fucking cheap and sticky as shit for like 40 laps, which is all you need, right? So, nice. like, like track, not like drift cars, right? So right. you have all these crazy fucking Chinese tires that do all kinds of fucking shit with the inner layers of the compound. So the second you get the outside rubber worn off, it's just like a completely different tire. <laughs> Why do you think these guys spend so much time in the fucking burnout box? You just got to get that initial rubber off, get to the good shit. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just one of those things where I, I, I think you're right. I think either they're going to have to do class by engine size or class by power level or something because, like, the shit is just, the spread's fucking way all over the place. And it, yeah. it ends up being a situation where there's almost no point in even watching top 32 because you're just watching the same dudes you knew weren't going to make it to top 16 not go to top 16. Yeah. You know, you can just and come in do, on the, in the back end. Yeah. And if they do make it into like, like Taylor hole getting into 
fucking grade eight was like the craziest thing in the world to me. I was like, this motherfucker is really going to go up against Chelsea to know for the final four. This is sick. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, going in grade eight, Jeff Jones, JTP unfair. You lost video. All right. There you go. Sometimes you just got to leave and come back. Well, it come, came back like twice. Oh, whatever. All right. Yeah, anyway, out the other shit that I said. I'll, I'm gonna edit out all that shit. I don't even know what you said because I couldn't hear any of it, so it's fine. It's perfect. I tried to finish it off. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So I mean, Denofa takes it. Sick lead run. Mm-hmm. Took Hall out on Chase, which was cool to see. Like, it was cool to see Hall get into grade eight. Getting takes fours after the one more time. We've been chasing fucking issues. Um. JTP takes out Turk, surprising no one. Gidden takes out Tanofa after they both put it in the wall like we already talked about on the fucking first run. And they had to rebuild their cars. Right. Whatever. So here's the point where... We almost had a Mustang. Three-peat. Yeah. Almost had a Mustang three-peat. But here's but the point Denofa. where... He Tanofa did. Oh, yeah. So I had a moment. After... Um, after the final four, and I'm looking at this YouTube video, mm-hmm. we're going, we're, we're, you know, we're going into the final, right? There's like an hour left in this YouTube video, and I'm like, how the fuck is this? There's <laughs> two races left. Like, I don't like. Denofa has to put his car back together for the third place run. Fine, right? He does that. He gets it done. He fucking loses. <laughs> <laughs> so it is what it is, right? So he right. He made them do all that fucking work for nothing. Um, so didn't he spin against her? Yeah, he spun against her. So yeah. it's like he over, he looped it, right? So all that work and he fucking shit it, right? So Turk takes their place. It's just getting in JTP, dude. That's it, right? Easy. Right. Two super fucking professional drivers who used to hate each other, just saying, and going into the situation. JTP's lead run. He way overshoots it going into the inside clip. Vaughn makes the questionable decision to try to pass him on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Long and short of it is JTP comes back around him initiate. He doesn't get fully past him on initiation going into outer zone four. <clears throat> In some universe, JTP is still the lead driver. So Vaughn essentially crashes right into the back of JTP's car. Uh, he's at fault. Vaughn's at fault to the judges, which I was kind of on Vaughn's side. He was super offline. Like, he should have fucking backed off at that point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I felt the same way because at that point, I mean, so Vaughn did hesitate. Vaughn mm-hmm. saw it, and I think it was like, When's the last time we've right? When's the last time we've had a pass in Formula D? Like years, right? So he had probably saw it and was like, "Oh shit, right, right, we can still do this." Like, yeah. And then he got on the gas, but, uh, but like Justin Pollock said in his uh <laughs> in his post race interview, he was like, "Yeah, no, nah, I wasn't gonna let him pass. I wasn't him. just gonna let him do that." Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Which just shows you the type of dude you're dealing with in JTP, right? Like, <laughs> like you should. Like, as Vaughn Jr., we should also know, like, he's not going to let me get past him. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's 
kind of what you have to if you're going to drive a Mustang, you kind of got to have that kind of mentality. I, I mean, I, I think you could put JTP in a fucking 8.6 and he'd fucking feel the same way, dude. Like, like, just, right, but you like, you're going to thrive like in a Mustang. Like, yeah, well, I mean, you got power. You got you got, you got to be a surgeon. Yeah, but not everybody. You have, yeah, you have to you have to hate crowds. Ken Gucci had one. Reliability. And Ken Gucci, Ken Gucci had one. You can have it saying Ken Gucci had anything doesn't necessarily make that thing better, to be fair. Tony Brachioli Hoppa had a gnarly ass one. It's Bracco Hoppa. You can't even say his name Brachio <laughs> instead of Brachiosaurus, <laughs> motherfucker. It's Bracco he's, he's got damn there that many letters in his fucking name. He does have a long last name. He does have a fucking long last name. He I had a nasty one, but. Brachioli Hoppa. He's not. He's like Hawaiian or some shit. I don't know. I Whatever. Don't know. Whatever. The point is, but yeah, that he had a Mustang it, was dope as hell. Wasn't that an LS Mustang? Or was that still a Coyote Mustang? It was twin turbo. I know it was twin turbo, but the whole like, thing was off eBay, so it could have been anything. Oh wow! So basically, they're just doing the Hoonigan dock, but like ten years ago, fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, but it was it was dope. But like, I mean, Mustangs have always been competitive chassis in the sport. It's the Camaros that they've had problems with. Yeah. And I yeah. think a lot of that has to do with inherent visibility. Nobody's really ever been competitive in a Camaro, which is really Michael Asso wasn't really no uh, good Goober in the wasn't, Camaro. Like Goober, he, was, he... Mm. I feel he like one moments. year he kind of had it. Didn't Tyler McQuarrie have one? Tyler did have a Mustang. I mean, a, 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 Camaro. a Camaro. Yeah, but those were all Gen fives. Those were all Gen five Mustangs, and nobody's fucked with them since. They switched to the Gen 6 Camaro. Sorry, not Gen 5. Last year, Camaro. Nobody's fucked with them since they went to the Gen 6 Camaro. And the Gen 6 Camaro is such a better car. It's 300 pounds lighter. The chassis dynamics are way better. They make angle kits for them. I've seen them. But, like, nobody really fucks with them. I think it's because you can't see them, like, at all. Like, they're still, like, that. And when you're sitting down in it, you're literally looking up to see out of the side window. Like, it doesn't make any sense. That's, I, that's this is this is I have a roommate. I mean, not a roommate. I have a a neighbor trying to talk to me about cars one day. Yeah, and I was explaining that to him about the Camaro. You just can't he see out of like, it. He goes, "I don't have no problem seeing out of it. I can see out of it fine." I was like, "Okay, whatever." You're bro. lying to yourself. I love Camaros, five, and five. I will admit, like, I you're will admit, five five dude, you can't oh. see out of that goddamn He's car. He's sitting on a booster seat, one hundred percent. Um, he's laying down too. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, is he? He's got the fucking lean going. Yeah, so, I, I did some work on his G35, and when I went to go pick it up, like I'm six two, he's like five seven or something like that. When I got it, and I was like, fell into the back seat. So I was like, what are you? <laughs> that's a that's a jest drives you didn't fucking get it. So yeah, so <laughs> really, what? Yeah, she does. I don't know. Let's finish, oh, this up. Let's finish this up. We can bullshit. That. Okay. We can bullshit this effort because we're yeah. going on two fucking hours. I still got to edit this shit. So, um, yeah. anyway, yeah, Vaughn pins it in the back of JTP on the swing back. Vaughn argues that JTP should let him go. JTP said that ain't happening. They give it to they they put the fault on Vaughn for it. So everybody's like, he's totally fucked. That's kind of fucked up because it's like. They should have a rule for that. It's like if you're that far off, like if you swing that wide off to where somebody can pass you and they go to pass you, just kind of the well. The way the rule is written is if that you, you hit have him to, now. It's like 
well, the way the rule is written is it has to be an inside clip. The driver has to, and they even went through the checklist of the four criteria for a legal and pass in for Vaughn and the met thing, them all. Except for he wasn't completely clear of the car at the end of the zone. Because JTP was still on his rear wheel, Vaughn should have backed off. And so the, the whole the whole call was when JTP went wide, Vaughn should have went with him. Instead of Vaughn yeah. sticking to the line, Vaughn should have went with him. So he fucked right. Right. So the, anyway. that, and that's what I and that's what I that goes back to the point I made earlier, where they have these rules that don't really seem to like they can fit them wherever they please. Because if I'm chasing you and I'm supposed to go wherever you go, if you go wide, then there should be a reason wide. for me to pass. Yeah, because I should go wide too. I should go wherever it, it is you the go. Confli- the if I'm supposed to be rules, running yeah. a better line than you, then I should be able to pass. And, and but the way the the way they've been telling it for these last four offline, events, you should let me pass. I I agree with you. I think that like you know Vaughn was seventy five percent of the way clear of him. JTP should have backed off. Yeah. But JT, if you get passed, it's an automatic loss, right? You got yeah. passed. So he didn't want to take up the automatic loss. Vaughn wanted to win, whatever. The funniest part about this whole thing is they do all this shit. JTP takes his ten minute fix for being on the bad side of a wreck, right? Plus his five-minute competition timeout. And then he fucking cooks it on the chase run as we go to a one more time anyway. <laughs> right. Uh, they rerun him. It's pretty close, whatever. I think he, I think JTP cooked it on the chase run on the second time around, too. Von Ginn wins. Von yeah, Ginn I think wins. same spot. Yeah, so yeah. Von Ginn wins second, second round back-to-back. So he basically owned... Seattle. Um, Correct. To wrap up, the sport has changed for sure a lot. If a lot. You've, if you've uh, <laughs> if you've watched the sport for as long as like Jamal and I have, um, it's a it's a much different place than it used to be. It's a much 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 different place than it used to be, and. Um, it's not as entertaining sometimes. It's a lot more like lockdown, all that stuff. And I think if anything, I'm still going to watch it. I mean, it's, it's drifting at its highest professional level with the craziest, most advanced cars. So like, I'm, of course I'm always interested to see it, but, um, but I'm going to watch a gang of other shit as well. I'm going to watch a lot of grassroots YouTube Lone videos. Star. Yeah. Yeah, I'm watching <laughs> yeah, a lot Lone of Lone Star. Star. Bash. Yeah. Uh, Vegas Drift European and all that All-Stars. I'm watching a lot of that. Oh, King of Hell. King of Hell is awesome. If you, if you yeah. like drifting and you've never watched King of Hell, like, you're fucking up. Those crazy yeah. European motherfuckers, dude. They drift in the middle of old Eastern European villages. <laughs> they don't give a fuck, dude. It's sick. Um, it's all legal, it. but, it's, but just the courses are ridiculous. Right, and so when you hear forest. American drivers, yeah, when American drivers are complaining about the course is too tight, it's like, really? This was designed for a horse-drawn you carriage. To, <laughs> you want to go to witch's cattle? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of fucking cool, a lot of fucking cool drifting out there, um, that isn't Formula D. Not to say that Formula D doesn't have its place, uh, but you know there is there's other shit. If oh, this is the highest really, level of drifting for a reason. It is it is the highest level of drifting for a reason, but uh, that doesn't always mean that it's the best. And in the words yeah. of Jeremy Clarkson on that bombshell, that's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be the end of the episode. Um, you can find me at on Instagram at night.sti. You can find Jamal at you just have a new one now. What is it? 
What's your new Instagram handle? Oh, Mustang underscore mall. M-A-L. On Instagram. M-A-L. Uh, please like and subscribe to the, the channel. Turn on notifications. Um, this episode will drop tomorrow morning, which means I have a long night ahead of me. We are doing a Drift Oof. Companion. We are doing this a Drift Companion Sunday. on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. At a, we're going to probably start on 1. 30 minutes to recap Saturday's event and top 32 of uh, real quickly just to go over who won, who lost, and where we're at to that point. Um, and then we're just going to kind of be hanging out, bullshitting, screaming, drinking, watching oh, Formula oh, Drift. Speaking of drinking. Speaking of drinking. Are we doing? Oh, wow. So I knew this what do you mean? Coming. Are we? No, dude, I because you brought coming. this up in the text. I did bring this up. See, hey, see what happens when you have if kids I come and home, back down from shit. When I, if I come home with a 12-pack of Bud Light, Jess is going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Okay, well, you brought I'm this down. up. So okay. back in the day, when me and this dude used to watch Formula Drift, because we were broke, we'd spend money and get one or two really good beers and then a pack of Bud Light. Like a 30-rack of Bud Light. D. You're right, we watched Formula D. <laughs> And every time there's a one more time, crack it, pound it, go back to your regular drink. So oh, that's what we're going to be doing. If you'd like to join us, get yourself a pack of Bud Light, Coors Light. Whatever light you're do. Don't oh. get, Right. Don't, don't do tequila because some, do some, no, some no, of these events, the white one claws, more time, just out of hand. Yeah. White, white Claw. White Claw. Because you're watching with your lady, watching with a White Claw. See, I can, get, I can bring home a pack of White Claws and not that tonight. I could bring home a 30-rack of White Claws and nobody thinks No, nah, dude, me and you are doing Budweiser, all right? That was, okay. that was the original. <sighs> I'm lucky I have a bathroom close. Anyway, thank you for listening or watching whatever your preferred method of bullshit media consumption is. Yeah. This has been Clutch, Mick, Clutch Kick, the Rev Match Podcast, Drift Companion, and uh, we'll catch you guys on Sunday. Take care. Peace out. All right.